Greetings, nerds. This is Seen and Nerd. I'm your host, Sarah Belmont. And with me, as always, is our Mr. Producer, Will Paul. How are you doing tonight, Will? Doing very well, Sarah. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Happy St. Patrick's Day. I didn't wear green, so. <laughs> Neither either. And I just realized it was two minutes ago when I was on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. As between that, yeah, I guess the day Twitter has been like a mix of St. Patrick's Day, um, the NCAA tournament, and like NFL free agency. At least as far as like if you just don't have your trend, if you just do just default U.S. trends. <laughs> yeah. It, well, you just said a lot of stuff, and I'm like, okay, sure, sure. Yeah, I didn't feel yeah. like all that was going on either. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Busy yeah. March. Busy March it is. Man, I feel like it's not as though a major news dump happened, but I do feel as though this past week, since we last recorded, we've been getting a parcel here and there of things. Uh, The one that threw me the most, just because, just because this actor, I, I will always associate with Vampire Diaries. And a specific brooding vampire on that show by the name of Stefan Salvatore. So I don't, I am curious, like mm-hmm. this casting news has me curious, Will, to actually watch another Star Trek show. Um, but it was announced that Star Trek Strange New World um, will have Paul Wesley from the Vampire Diaries um, at, to play Captain Kirk in the show's second season. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Very, very thrown by that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I I know you watched the Vampire Diaries. I did not, so I'm not very, I'm not familiar with his work on, in that show at all. But uh, yeah, Star Trek: Strange New Worlds, which the first season will premiere in May, uh, already has been given a second season, and this past week uh either i don't know if it was a situation where paramount planned on announcing this casting or if their hand was forced because apparently they don't you know they have the same set security that a lot of people that a lot of these studios have which is like the bare minimum especially in the social media environment uh and some people took some photos of paul in uniform with some of the cast and you know so of course there was some speculation about who is this. And, you know, so they thought, you know, one Trek podcast to listen to thought of might have been Captain uh, Commodore Decker, who's a character from the original series. And then other people are like, no, no, no. Look at, you know, look at, you know, because look at the rank stripes and it's indeed Captain Kirk. And then, of course, they did officially announce that he is cast as Captain Kirk uh, for the show's second season. Now, I don't know if it's a regular because. Uh, Anson Mount, who is phenomenal as Christopher Pike in this series. I mean, I know Bruce Greenwood did a great job in the Kelvin movies. Um, timeline with Chris Pine. But Anson Mount has just, like, made this character his own. And I just, whenever they announced this ser- spinoff from Star Trek Discovery, where he first uh, showed up as Captain Pike, who was the um, predecessor to Captain Kirk, I just, my, my geekdom just exploded because uh, he was just so phenomenal in that show. So Kirk in the original series, and I'm wondering how they're going to like deal with this with, with continuity, because in the original series uh, with when we with William Shatner, there was a line in one of the, 
the one episode where Kirk and Pike are together, he said that he only met Pike one time when they did the transfer of command with the Enterprise. So I'm wondering how, if this is just a one-off with with Kirk showing up, or if this is like a flashback, or uh, or is he in command of another ship? Uh, I know some of the beta canon and some of the books, Kirk commanded another ship before the Enterprise. So I'm just really interested in seeing how they're going to honor continuity, having him show up in, in the second season of the show. Yep, yep, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Um, so. People who will not be showing up in shows, um, surprisingly, is it was announced that in Star Wars, nope. That's not the piece of news. I thought you were going to talk about how isn't Darth Maul cut from Obi-Wan? Yeah. So, yeah. So Darth Maul, apparently there's a lot of back and forth about this. So there was a story earlier in the week in The Hollywood Reporter that uh, said that the Lucasfilm, when they were initially drafting the script for Obi-Wan Kenobi series, which is dropping also in May, was going to include Darth Maul. But then um, apparently Favreau and Filoni got consulted and they were like, no, you don't need to include him because, you know, they thought that one, it was going to be repetitive of a storyline that was in Rebels, which I'm still working my way through. Great series, by the way. Um, and, 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 and also some other, you know, other, you know, bits of um, animated canon and other things. So they were like, no, 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 we don't need, we don't need Darth Maul in this series. But then Lucasfilm came back and they're like, no, 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 no. We, we never intended on having him in the series. It was always going to be Darth Vader as the big bad. And they basically called bullshit on this, this story from the Hollywood reporter. And even, um, uh, you know, another person, you know, not only, you know, not only the studio did it, but apparently I was listening to Christian Harloff today when he was talking on the big thing. Apparently even the uh, an, another person went to their personal Twitter uh, who's tied to the studio and was like, this is completely, complete utter bullshit. Then there was never any intention for Darth Maul to be in the series. So uh, long and short of it, he's not in the series, but there's a whole lot of back and forth about whether he was in there to begin with or not. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Um, still looking forward to that show. May is going to be a pretty awesome month of content for sure. Totally. Um, what else is going on? Um, moving over to some Marvel news. The first Miss Marvel trailer dropped this week. Um, I was not mad at it. Yeah. It was cute. Mm-hmm. It was charming. Um. The the girl casted as Miss Marvel, um, a lot of what she was doing, like it wasn't it wasn't anything. There's something endearing about her. Yeah. Um, right off the get go, and that I I like. Um, and and I don't know. I'm I'm curious about this series. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I was curious. I mean, this was a fun trailer. I mean, I think having the weekend, uh, the, the soundtrack was was it was just it was just really well cut. Like, because like you, I wasn't sure exactly what we were going to get with this series. I know we, you know, we saw some of the uh, still photos, you know, from paparazzi, uh, 
I guess what about a year ago or something like that. I guess when they were in production, and you know, you know, you know how those photos are. They're they're just raw. You know, somebody took it with their camera phone, maybe. <laughs> so, um, but I didn't know what to make of the series. Uh, but I mean, I, I'm not. I haven't read hardly any of the uh, Miss Marvel comic books. I mean, I'm familiar with Kamala Khan as far as you know. She was the you know, first Muslim uh, superhero and and I knew she was a polymorph, and I knew a lot of people are having some issues about some of the power, power her powers, you know, in the in the show versus what they are in the comics. But uh, you know, I think for multiple reasons they probably adapted it um, because you know, maybe it's just you know, the polymorph powers weren't translating well into live action, or and there might be some other like incontinuity story, you know, stories that. We'll we'll probably get in the series, but I just really liked the trailer. I liked the way they like you know leaned in hard. It was not ashamed about her her, her background. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, you know, the line that's you know it's like you know a, you know girl of color from Jersey, you know brown girl from Jersey, you know not gonna be a superhero, <laughs> not taken seriously as a superhero. I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but you know that with that and you know the scenes of her, you know, in, in her you know she's Pakistani, so American, so you know all the cultural references there, her bangles and how they like interwove her bangles as far as into manifesting her, their powers as well. So uh, I really, really like that. I know. And I think, uh, I think that shows to some of the um, behind the scenes um, part of the show really you know, developing and drafting a lot of things about this character too because i so i think that you know so i'm glad to see that translate into the into the screen as well so i think it's gonna be a fun series you know i i did get some i did i couldn't help but start you know already starting to think ahead like how are we going to compare this to like say star girl <laughs> yeah. you know yeah yeah uh, but and, and naomi yeah production is going to be different because yeah. you got you got mcu behind one show and CW yeah. behind that. Yeah, yeah. But but I will say Stargirl, you know, has not fallen, you know, into the CW trap, which is why we we really enjoyed it so much. Right, right. Um what else? Um Euphoria Sydney Sweeney has been cast to play opposite Dakota Johnson in Sony's Marvel pick Madame Webb, although we don't know who she's playing, correct? That's correct. Yeah. yeah. It's just, yeah. Yeah. So I have no speculation as far as who it could be. Black Cat. She's yeah. Black Cat. Yeah. You're right. That's it. We, yeah, that's, we've all seen the, um, I saw it weeks ago and I was like, yep. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> that's who she, this actress is just, is just, um, is going to find, like, if she gets this role, and if they, it pops and maybe one other, then she can she can start being um, going on the up and up. Mm. Um, yeah, she's very she's very interesting. So we'll see. Cool. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Um, and then Marvel does something really good um, besides, you know, all of the content. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, they have spoken out against the don't say gay legislation in Florida. Yeah, yeah. So I'm sure a lot of people probably seen this this legislation, uh, which uh, is working its way through the Florida legislature, uh, where they're, is, you know, 
to have a bill that basically is restricting the uh, prohibits the uh, classroom discussions on LGBTQ and uh, gender identity um, and sexual orientation. Uh, it's been dubbed the don't say gay bill, even though the actual text of the bill doesn't say that the word gay doesn't actually show up in there, interestingly enough. But uh, it's, it, you know, it's definitely you know, captured. Um, but I think don't say gay is um, it has been it's been dubbed that because, I mean, that's sort of the intent of it. And uh, a lot of people have spoken out about it. I know Disney uh, ran into the crosshairs <laughs> with um their their CEO Bob Shepak uh, not coming out very forcefully to begin with, and and he had to issue an apology. And I know a lot of employees at Disney uh, are, are staging some walkouts and other stuff. And then of course Marvel Studios, which is a part of Disney, uh, issued a very good, strong word, spoke out about the bill um, on, on on their various platforms. And I'll, I'll just read it real fast. It's not that long. Uh, we strongly denounce any and all legislation that infringes on the basic human rights of the LGBTQIA plus community. Marvel Studios stands for hope, inclusivity, and strength, and we proudly stand with the community. Today, we pledge to continue our strong commitment as allies who promote the values of equality, acceptance, and respect, end quote. So, good for Marvel. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Good for Marvel. Um. I feel like I feel like I oh yeah oh yeah a little trailer another yep. little trailer dropped over the weekend it was called The Boys season three <laughs> um and it looks like Butcher has powers yeah it looks like Butcher took some uh, compound V okay yeah and um and and you know just watching the trailer you're just like. Yep, this is the boys. <laughs> yep, this is bonkers and is out there as <laughs> as not safe for work trailer as it could be. <laughs> Jensen Ackles looks yeah. so good at the end of that. Like, yeah, he we're did. ready. We're ready, and yeah. I'm just—he already looks like he's having fun. Already yeah. that impression, and it's it's what we've talked about with. Homelander in the past mm -hmm. is you we despise this character. He's awful. He's atrocious. There's something about Anthony Starr though that the way he plays him, there's like this this like little ounce of just like, oh come on, Homelander. Yeah. Come yep. on. <laughs> I don't know what it is. It is you're you're right. It is something I I don't know. I don't know if the word is endearing, but it is but it's sort of yeah. It's like yeah. It's the character you gotta hate, but he just you're right. It's just something you just like have that moment where like oh, it's just like this this sweet man, but he's an evil bastard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're just like if only circumstances would be different. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> he would be. Things would be different for him, and and that's what you want in your villains. Yeah. You. You don't want cookie cutter absolute evil or just somebody who it's like, okay, why haven't we locked them up yet? It's yeah. only three. So, yeah. so yeah, definitely looking forward to that. Yeah. And on that note, you know, I've actually been watching a lot of TV lately. Mm. I, I'm caught up on pretty much most of the shows. I've finished some shows. Cool. 
Um, and I'm caught up on Picard. I know you want to talk Picard. Yeah, we can it. talk. Yeah, we can talk Picard, or we can we can hit some of the other quick little hip. No, we we can talk Picard. Okay. Um. So so okay. Well, I can't emphasize this enough. Your brief, brief, yeah. okay. brief introduction to Q and who he is and what his dynamic dynamic is with Picard. All right. So the quick uh, elevator speech about who Q is for folks who are new to Trek uh, or casual Trek fans. So uh, Q was the first antagonist to, that was presented in the pilot of Star Trek Next Generation. And so uh, the episode was Encounter in Farpoint, and uh, he first shows up on the bridge, and he, you know, he goes through, he basically sees humanity as a savage race and call you know and, and and he takes Picard and the the crew of the Enterprise to a 21st century court to put humanity on trial and throughout you know so basically Picard said well if you're going to be we'll test us test us to see if your theory about us is correct and so that spun seven years of Q showing up in various episodes of the next generation, you know, testing Picard on various things uh, through. And and so um, the end of the series, um, Q takes Picard on this one big final test and then takes him back to that same 21st century post-atomic horror courtroom. And uh, basically Picard, you know, he, they have their, their parting words and parting moments, and and Q says to Picard in that moment, "The trial never ends." Which fast forward to season one of uh, season two, episode one of Picard, that same line is spoken at the end of the very first episode. So uh, that's essentially their relationship. You know, they they've had you know he's, Q has shown up in other shows in the Trek universe as well, but uh, but his 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 primary relationship and and it's always has been with, with Jean-Luc Picard and it's a primary fascination with humans has always been Jean-Luc Picard but but what is he he's, he's an ent- he is a godlike entity godlike entity yeah so, so they yes Star Trek got it got it yeah yeah they he, he exists in a, a extra dimensional realm called Q continuum sure sure yeah. I mean Where's the time cops when you need them? Um, <laughs> and it sounds like, um, fast forward to episode three of season two, um, what Rafi says to Picard is also true. Um, mm-hmm. that, that even though Picard is always playing defense, he's still playing the game just as much as Q is setting it up. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. And that's yeah. that's and, and throughout their interactions throughout the next generation, that was always the case. Mm-hmm. So, um, so, yeah, so is Yeah, I mean, wh- whenever actually Q was responsible for introducing the career of the Enterprise to the Borg in the, in the second season and prior, you know, the Borg were on their way to um, the Sector 001, which is Earth. To begin with, but then Q, you know, and their usual back and forth, Picard, you know, 
blusters to Q about we're ready for anything. And Q is like, well, are you? And he snaps his fingers and puts him in, in the first contact with the Borg. And, um, yeah, it does not go well. It's to say, to say the least. Um, and this is not when Picard was assimilated, though. He, but, uh, but it did introduce the Borg to the next generation and hastened their uh, approach to Earth. Right, right. And it's, and it's interesting because in this first episode, Q shows up at the end. But before that, we do get introduced to a Borg queen. Yep. And, and, and then that's when we're transported into the dystopian future or timeline, sort of speak, that yeah. it would be an alternative timeline. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so with that first episode, there are a lot of, you know, obviously great Easter eggs. There was a, a new Stargazer, which um, that was Picard's first command, actually, uh, the, the original Stargazer. And so, you know, it was, you know the, the thing about this series that it, it leans so heavily into, into Trek lore. And, um, and even the first episode was titled Stargazer. Um, and we, yeah, so we, we get that. Uh, and the other really interesting thing about the, the first episode that I think one of the things that really stood out to me in that first episode is um, Picard's relationship with his mother and father and why he is so closed off when it comes to committed relationships, committed romantic relationships, I should say. Um, in that, um, you know, Picard throughout the history of the next generation, he's had a lot of flings, but when it came to a committed relationship, he was always guarded. And then in this episode, it really touches on the fact that, uh, it looks like Picard's mother was a victim of spousal abuse. I mean, I, I, you know, when you, when you see all those things that were happening there at, 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 the, at the Picard Chateau and in France, uh, when he was growing up. Mm-hmm. And and then, you know, and then of course Guinan really pushes Picard on that point when when they were at her bar in modern, you know, twenty fifth century Los Angeles, um, and he kind of you know he he locks up, and then also whenever he was with Laris, the the, the Romulan um, worker on his on his uh, chateau, um, who. Was around the first season actually. She was married. I think some. I guess her, her husband died in between in between the two seasons. But um, you know they were. You know again he was open to a romantic relationship, but he once again he he, he raised the shields. Yep. Yep. Definitely. Yeah. Um. We. Hmm. Yeah, so so at the end of the episode, there's a split in the time continuum, yep. and then they get transported into this dystopian alternate timeline. Surprisingly, we only stay there for one episode. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It was the first two episodes was a lot of setup uh, for uh, for this season, but but what a, what a setup! I mean, you know, getting back to Q uh, and. You know, we, we get him at the end of the very first episode. He uh, he ages himself so he can, you know, look like Picard. <laughs> and, and he's like, the trial never ends. And they start, you know, then we get to the first few minutes of the second episode. And 
you know, the, the whole back and forth about, and to, and to your, and like you pointed out, to Rafi's point about Picard possibly being responsible for the dystopian universe that, um, that they're in now, or the dystopian timeline that they're in now, and and, and how like you know, and, and the other thing too, what I really liked about that was they didn't do like a straight up. It trip, typically, and when they've done the alternate timeline stuff in Star Trek, they go to what's called the mirror universe, where it's just a one-to-one swap. You know, basically, all the elements are there. There's the Enterprise. There's, you know, people are the same, same roles, etc. Here, I mean, he's like General Picard. You're, you're xenophobic, um, you know, and, and uh, he's a conqueror. I mean, he's like the you know, they had like the, the trophy room of like it was like a who's who of like Star Trek lore as far as name drops of uh, uh, people uh, that he had caught, that he killed in in this dystopian future. Mm-hmm. Right, right, and I mean, even Seven, she finds herself the president and human. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, which which so it also is interesting especially it comes up more in the third episode of how not all of the changes necessarily have been bad yeah yeah exactly exactly so yeah so there was that rios is um you know he is captain of of another ship uh and uh and you know rafi i guess she's like like the head of security and elnor is like a terrorist (laughs) yeah yeah who? What is the name of that girl from the first season? The main character. Uh, as far as uh, Agnes, or nope, nope. There oh. was another one. That oh, so, whole first oh, uh, season. Uh, oh, yeah, Soji. Yeah, Soji. We saw in the first episode. Yeah. I'm curious when we're gonna see her again. Yeah, yeah. I'm I, I'm I'm curious if 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 we'll see her at all. In, in subsequent episodes this season, especially given that they're going back in, you know, spoiler alert, back in time, right. um, uh, how how that how that could could work, uh, unless it's you know later in the, in later in the season, or maybe we'll see her in season three. I know they just wrapped the third and final season uh, production, uh, I think this week, so maybe maybe she won't show up in this season, but maybe she'll return in the next, depending on how things go with this one. Um, the, the other, um, character that they pick up along the way is another Queen Borg, Borg, Mm -hmm. um, who was actually being held captive about to, um, get her, her head cut off, um, totally detached from the collective in a very vulnerable state. Um, but she is, is serving as somewhat of a key for them, um, and actually helps them get out into go out into the past where they have to fix time um, to make everything right in the future. Um, and 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 I've, I found that interesting that I was actually thinking, oh, it's going to be Soji. But no, it was her. And I was like, OK, yeah. that, I, <laughs> it, it makes sense in a way. Um, and and I foresee a very circle like story coming about, but mm-hmm. we'll see. Um, third episode, speaking about Agnes, Allison Pill really shined in the third yeah. episode for acting. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, granted, she was kind of given the platter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she was. <laughs> to be able to go inside the Borg Queen's mind and, and play all of that out. Um, but I but I like how much we're very used to seeing Picard in that hero sacrificial way. Um, but seeing someone like Agnes step up mm-hmm. um, and actually even outsmart the Borg Queen at the end yeah. of it. Um, was really good, and yeah. I, I really so far like what they are doing with her character. Yeah, yeah, I, I completely agree, agree with you 100% on what they did in the third episode, even the second episode, uh, when they were in on the dystopian earth, and and just the little small beats because I mean, everybody else had sort of. You know, well, with, with Seven, you know, she now is president, which was, like, completely different from, like, her, her prior life as as far as in the prime timeline. Uh, Picard, pretty much, you know, still leader. But Agnes, you know, her changes seem to be, like, she's still the nerdy scientist. <laughs> Great. Great. Uh, you know, she's still in the lab. It wasn't, you know, it, you know, it, instead of cloning people, now, you know, she had she had created like the the the, the cat. I love the cat <laughs> that she created, and it and and, and you know, there's a nice little nod to uh, to what they did with the, you know what she the work that she did with uh, artificial life and robotics in the, in the first season. Um, and, and also the you know with the, with the sense that she created with um, with uh, with uh, Bruce Maddox, mm-hmm. uh, and 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 the other thing too is just how again how like like you, to, to your point with the Borg Queen how they use the Borg Queen very well as far as like setting up the whole how they're going to go back in time and then and. And 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 it touched on some things from the original series as far as like using the whole slingshot method and 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 you know in in a good tech way as far as explaining why they were able to tell the different time timelines apart and 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 the Borg, you know seven you know utilizing her still having her Borg knowledge knowing how uh, they could tell those temporal you know bubbles and why they all remained the same uh, and not and and, and it could understand why they did it and then of course having a big nod to Spock as far as like being the expert as far as being able to do it and then you know then realizing no the Borg Queen will also have that same that same tech you know te- technology and, and technical skill to be able to help them do this time travel jump uh, so that, you know so what I'm really liking about this show this, this second season is they're really in a in a for 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 hardcore fans like me, really digging in deep into a lot of the Easter eggs and, and, and a lot of the history and lore of, of of the shows before, but but I think for someone like you who's not as you know, as a casual viewer who hasn't followed the series for all these iterations, you can it's still accessible to you. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's it's perfectly fine. The first episode, I was very disoriented just because it's been so long since the first season. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I 
the second episode, again, very surprised we only spent one um, episode there, especially, but, and it felt very much like, oh, this is, this episode is just the lengthened trailer. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but now we're in the future and I really like the third episode. Mm-hmm. Um, I find fascinating everything they're doing with the Borg Borg Queen and um and uh and Agnes um Seven there's some hints I like the subtlety that's happening with Seven mm-hmm. um but but I can see that that like her having an episode in the future of really standout moments and yeah. some decisions Ralphie is I don't know I'm like on the fence. Maybe it's because I haven't seen her in a while since the first season, but I feel like this, like, yeah, we're, we're all sad. Elner's dead, but, um, but I didn't realize they were that close. (laughs) You know what? I had the same thing. I I felt, (laughs) yeah, I felt the same way when I was watching. I was like, when, because when when did this happen? Yeah. (laughs) What did I miss? <laughs> yeah, and I know I—I I, I freely admit I haven't watched—I haven't rewatched season one of Picard, and right. probably since it first aired. So that's been like what two? Yeah, it was the first yeah, year of the pandemic, so it's almost gonna be three years. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I mean, it's it's hard to have sympathy in a relationship where you feel like you didn't really see the closeness occur. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just think he got cast in a different show, but that's well, just no. Me. No, I, I it's I, it's actually I, there's uh, uh, there's two things I think is going on here. One is because this is it, it, to keep from having to do the end jokes that they've always had to do when they've gone back in time with Spock. It's a, it's the easy way to explain away. <laughs> it's, it's 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 better. It's easier to put them on the shelf than trying to figure out every week how we can like figure out a way to keep Eleanor from being yeah. discovered. He's Romulan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, that makes sense as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he'll be back. Then, I mean, it's Star Trek, so he's gonna, you know, they'll get, they'll fix the timeline. We'll see him at the end of the season. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and that's the other thing that bothers me is that within five minutes of, oh my god, we just lost a crew member. This is devastating. Why aren't we killing the Boar Queen? It turned into, oh, if we fix the timeline, then we can maybe bring him back and i'm like okay Mm -hmm. yep 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 so but but no it's it's so far so far so good um very also very disorienting because soji like appeared in one one scene and she was such a big part of that first season yeah Um, yeah but but i but i get it this this isn't called soji this is called picard he is essential figure here um yeah we'll see see. yeah we'll see yeah i mean and and you're right i i I know it would have been uh, interesting if they had spent another episode or two on the in 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 the 25th century dystopian timeline but but i think it set things up too well and because another i guess the other thing is you could run the risk of being there too long exactly i was just going to say that it's it's just I think I think it was. I'm not saying in a negative way. Yeah. It was just something that caught me off, like very surprised by. Yeah. Um. But in thinking back to the trailer, 
there were a lot of stuff where it's like, okay, well, that's not dystopian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not this. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And and yeah, I like but the it's, momentum where, yeah. where like each of these three episodes very different, right? Um, time and place, and so and so we're not sticking, we're not spending too much time getting all the players in a single setting we're not focused on too much setup it's just no we're like we have to get going because we have a big plan in store yeah we got a big plan to find this watcher and i yeah and i i think the watcher's got it my 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 what my betting thing right now in leader in the clubhouse is gone in yeah she's whoever that sure yeah yeah so that's what we'll be over Yep. Yeah. Yep. So, cause, yeah, because she she has a relationship with Q. She knows, you know, there she is Elorian, which they're long lived, and she's and she would she could still be on Earth because an episode there is a thing in the Next Generation where they also go back in time to the eighteen um, hundreds. Um, then early 1900s, uh, I guess it was like late 1800s, because um, San Francisco, and she was there uh, with Mark Twain, <laughs> uh, and she, yeah, and it, it explains how she and Picard first met uh, to establish their relationship. So I think it's, I think it's her, um, but it could be. I mean, but with Star Trek, I mean, it could be any number of people. It could be the Guardian Forever for, <laughs> again, personified. Who knows? <laughs> but I like the. I mean, but you're right. The, the it's well paced and the other thing and I know, I'll close with this is um, this where I know they're dropping this week to week uh, the way this thing is structured it would make for a, 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 a very easy binge yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah. Um, I always say that at the end of the season <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I've seen it now. I mean, uh, just the way things, you know, especially the way they're like leaving things on like cliffhanger each week. Because <laughs> this week, you know, we have Rios and the whole getting arrested by the agents and um, with the whole immigration thing. And, you know, so, yeah, so again, they, 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 not to belabor the point, but you know, they're, they're bringing in some contemporary things in there. But also, even in universe, there were some things in early. The mid 21st century that you know earth was on the on his edge on the edge of oblivion um and you know so even in universe they're like tying in a lot of those things to show how that dystopian future could have happened so i like mm-hmm. the way they're 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 building that they're, they're yeah we, we spent a minute there but we're showing why it's so important to find this watcher because otherwise we're on we're on the path to that future that we saw uh, in episode two. Um, yep. Um, speaking about easy binges, upload season two dropped over the weekend, and yeah. both of us have finished it. Because yeah. Eight half hour episodes. Yeah, seven. Not even eight. <laughs> I was seven. like, what? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Maisel, I think, was eight episodes. Yeah. Yeah, I think Maisel was eight. Yeah, or is it seven? Yeah, I think it's. I can't remember. I have. I still have to watch the last two. So. It was eight. Okay, that's right. Yeah. Um. 
Yeah, upload season two. Another show I feel like it's been five years since I watched oh, the first yeah. season. Oh my god. Um, yeah. I was very disoriented during the first three episodes and then as it went on, I was more engaged. Um will they call the next season download? <laughs> 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 oh, maybe and jumping the shark <laughs> yeah yeah i i have to say um I, i'll you know i it wasn't as good as the first season no it wasn't no because the yeah. the first season it was fresh it was original new world they 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 played a lot of their cards this mm-hmm. season you could tell they didn't want to fall into they didn't they they didn't have more cards to play so they tried to up the ante and it just it didn't work and and for the life of me i had no idea what was going on with nora <laughs> <laughs> for like i was like where is she what happened to her at the end of this? What? Yeah. But then as soon as they told her, like, no, you can be our spy, I was like, okay, finally the show is starting to be normal yeah. again. Yeah, yeah. It got back to its roots and the things that make that what, what, what really, you know, because they had to force them apart so they, we, you know, because otherwise we would have, you know, seven episodes of of, of Nora and and, you know, them going on, on and on and on with the relationship and how how great they are and all that, but so they had to break them apart for a little bit. Um, but you're right, it was a little disorienting because it was some kind of time. You know, I forgot. You know, with, between the, just the natural lapse of you know real time, and then within the show, it seemed that there was some 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 you know, there was a time jump because Nathan was like frozen for in two G for a while. Uh, what was it? Two months, I think, before Ingrid. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, so a lot of you know, so it was a little disorienting to get back into back into this world. Um, but once they got to the whole point as far as what the the, the uh, goals of Freon and 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 Coke and and some of the other things, then you know, then I was I, I got back back engaged, and then of course then. They like ended the way they did <laughs> the seventh episode. And I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, it, it, I I don't I don't know. I feel like in the middle, like this show slow build, climaxed, and then kind of fell off. Mm-hmm. Um, as uh, like it was a weird season. Um, yeah. yeah, Ingrid. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, after a while, Ingrid was just grating. I mean, I was just like, I could do less with this character. Hmm. I could. Just... Well, yeah. Yeah. Um, another show that I um binged was Marvel's Mrs. Maisel season mm. four. I can't say anything though because oh. Will has watched the last. It's okay. Episode. It's okay. Last two episodes are my favorite episodes of the season. It's okay. You can go ahead and I... say. Uh, you can be into. You can, well, spoiler, spoiler alert, folks. If you don't, if you haven't finished it, I'm okay if you spoil it a little bit. Okay. Okay, well, I don't know what a little bit is. I also don't know what a true spoiler is. Here's what I'll say about Marvel's Mrs. Maisel season four. Again, another show that returns, and it feels like five years since we've seen it. Yeah. Um, 
very disoriented. Yes. <laughs> and then you get past the first few episodes and some new characters start to come by. We finally make peace with Shy, Shy Baldwin and everything that happened yeah. in the previous season. And then I, I, I based that last, I love the last episode. Mm. Um, and I, and I, the episode before it, this show works best when it's Midge and Lenny. Okay. When it's those two, there's their, their chemistry is off the charts. Yeah. The way the characters are, mm -hmm. they finally have sex. So happy for them. Um, but, but it is fascinating how, even though they, they finally are intimate, what happens at the end of the season? Because there's there's a speech. Yeah. The actor who plays Lenny is always like, "Give me another Emmy," um, <laughs> and he just gives this great speech. Um, huh. And and he's worried that that Midge is gonna break his heart, but not for the reasons you would think. Mm. Mm. Um, so on that note, what I will say is, it took them eight episodes to get there. But this season as a whole is just kind of a way of being like, it's kind of a bridge season. Yeah, we got to yeah. get from season three and how it ended to season five, which is going to be end game for them. Yeah, um, which is which is time. Right, right. I yeah. I think yeah I agree. I think there was only ever so many stories they could tell with this character and this world. Yeah. Um, but I'm I'm really looking forward to the next season. Okay. Yeah. I mean I yeah, I mean I felt as we were watching it, I I just felt all the other characters seem to have grown and changed and you know Abe, Moish, even you know, even everybody jo even Joel, yeah. And but Mitch was just in the same place. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I'm just like I've watched this before. I mean I in episode five with Shy and her like you know, it, I was I I was really about I was I was about done with the way they handled that whole non-apology apology. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. Uh, I, I, you, I, for me, I felt like everything was paid off at the end of this season. Okay, well, I, I will, I, I'll, I'll, you know, but I'll, I'll watch. You know, I did make it, so I got to episode six. Scott, I still have to watch seven and eight, but, uh, but. Um, yeah, but you're right. I mean, anytime Luke Kirby is on, he's just—I just love him as Lenny Bruce, and the show just take goes to the next level when Midge and Lenny are together. You're you're yeah. so right about that. I'm so worried he's gonna die next season. I'm so worried, probably, <laughs> but gonna break my heart. Um, yeah. So it did that. Um, I surprisingly, I'm all cut up on the Flash, even though I could care less about any of those characters. Um, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, I watch. I'm, I'm caught up as well. Um, I, I know. So they had their first interlude episode, but basically a backdoor spinoff with with um, Nora and um, and uh, Bart. And yeah, it happened. <laughs> you know, just I. It was pretty much what I expected, which I didn't expect much. And and I I hate I hate confirmation, but <laughs> God. When that happens, but they the actors who play those two characters. Um, this is one of the few times I will criticize actors. 
and their performances mm -hmm. because they are literally 20 year olds like mid 20s late I mean, 20s jessica's parker Kim and, is her 30s. and the characters themselves maybe early 20s but the way they act them yeah <laughs> it's like they're children and yeah. i'm just this is not what no yeah. no no it's so annoying yep yeah, uh, I completely. Yeah, I mean, if you're gonna do, if you're gonna do that, then just bring on actual kids. I'd just rather you do that instead of having a thirty-something Jessica play like she's fifteen. And I think, and yeah, and or maybe even have the characters themselves be fifteen instead of early twenties. And yeah. like, okay, then act that. <laughs> yeah. Why yeah. are you like you're still in high school? But yeah, I mean, I get it with impulse. I mean, I mean, with impulse, I get it because I mean. It, well, at least in the comic, Impulse was was artificial. I don't want any comic book excuse for it, Will. No, no, no. Okay, okay. I was, yeah. No comic book excuse yeah. for it. This is a TV <laughs> show. Yeah. It doesn't make logical sense. Yeah. I hope the spinoff doesn't happen, but whatever. Yeah. Um, they're just setting up. They're setting up for it. If we have twenty plus episodes and Grant's only in fifteen episodes <laughs> next year, but yeah. uh, I will say, yeah. So I, you know, no more about the first. Episode. Even though I did, I mean, at least, uh, at least John Wesley Ship, thankfully, is. You know, I was happy to see him. I'm always happy to see Jay Garrick. But uh, getting to this week's episode, I actually, I it was entertaining for me. I, I will freely admit, I I fast forwarded through the frost stuff because i just don't really have any inclination to watch that character i hate i hate what they what they did with uh you know with killer frost uh, they they should have had some guts back three se five seasons ago and really made her evil <laughs> that would have been a much better dynamic i think to play that have it you know have that character be a consistent foil the team flash but that's neither here nor there now um uh, but but with barry and um kramer um you know it yeah the the, the, the nitpick i'll have is you know, the, again he tells everybody his identity why was he getting all in, in into it <laughs> about it again but uh, I, I did like that they had scientist barry you know with how he was able to disable Goldface, who, you know, was, yeah, Goldface is Goldface. But, uh, so I like, you know, so I like those elements. I like showing how good a detective um, Kramer is and was able to figure out, the, no, you know, he was indeed the Flash. But, you know, it, it was, I, I, I did enjoy that aspect of, of it. But, yeah, you know, like as we were talking um, off show last week about you know maybe the flash will be one of those shows we just sort of pop in on uh, i think i think we just need to pop in on it every now and then <laughs> yeah definitely yeah. um and then so you've been watching winning time oh yeah it's so good it's so good yeah. so yeah uh, i have you had uh, have you no. had it no. okay yeah so uh winning time is based off the book showtime uh which is about the uh, Los Angeles Lakers, uh, the Showtime Lakers of the 80s, and how Jerry Buss acquires the team from Jack Kent Cook, uh, how Magic Johnson is drafted, and of course Larry Bird with the Celtics, uh, and really just goes into the building of the of the Showtime Lakers that 
uh, really saved the NBA because the league was really at at a crossroads uh, at that point in the in the late seventies, early eighties, um, and um, you know, uh, uh, super, you know Jerry Buss is played by um, um, oh my gosh, blanking on his name now. Joe. It's a great show. Gosh, <laughs> well, I'm, I'm tired. Okay, I guess I just like. I was like tired all of it. It just hit me all of a sudden. But yeah, it's a great show. Jerry Buss is played by. Oh gosh. I don't know why you're so fixated on it. Yeah, I know. I know. It's just like he's like well-known actor. He's like always played off plays off of uh, Will Ferrell. <laughs> but anyway, people. <laughs> yes, a lot of people. Yeah, but um, but yeah, I guess the reason why I'm blanking is because originally. I do remember Michael Shannon was originally supposed to play Jerry Buss, but then um, in, in the show, you know, they recast it. And um, so we have a new actor playing him. And, you know, also Jerry West, who was um, the coach of the Lakers at the time. He, uh, you know, he's, he's not, he's not putting the most favorable light in the first couple episodes. Um, but uh, he, he, and Jerry West is very notable because he is, he's the logo for the NBA. Literally his, his silhouette is the logo from when he played uh, basketball. So um, yeah, so it's, you know, it's, it's a really, really good season uh, series on, on HBO um, and definitely should definitely check it out. All right. Will do. Um, on that note, Will. Oh, John C. Riley. Duh. That's why I, it's like, why could I remember his name? John C. Riley. Yeah. <laughs> Plays Jerry Buss. <laughs> all right. And yeah. you guys can all congratulate Will because he remembered that name um, yes. on Twitter. Go ahead and tell them where they can find you. Yes, you can find me, yes, and my my brain fart there. See what see what happens when you like when you try to like analyze the flash, you like it causes all your brain cells to die. But you can find me at Will and Polk, W-I-L-L, W-I-L-L-M-P-O-L-K. And you can find me on Twitter at SJ Belmont, S-J-B-E-L-M-O-N-T. Please follow our crew on Twitter at Scene and Nerd. Friends us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram and visit our website, www.sceneandnerdpodcast.com. But most importantly, rate, follow, and comment on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Good night, geek out. You're welcome. Bye.